Hey everybody, this is Chad Gurley. I'm here with Brian Pinter. We're here at Christ Church in New York City. We're so glad you joined us for another episode of Faith Frequency, our podcast here. Um, last time we were talking about shadow energy and we kind of want to build off that, maybe even go deeper with it. Um, specifically about hatred and how we just think that's, I mean, I, I'll admit, I mean, there are times when I feel like I'm not a hateful person, and I don't feel like I'm. A, I hate things. My, you know, my um, my uncle always said, "You don't hate, you just dislike." And so ever since then, I was always like, "Oh, I just don't hate. I don't hate." But I have to say that right now um, in the world, there are some things and some people that I really kind of hate. But that's just not like me to hate people or to hate things, is it? Well, it is you. It's all of us. This is something that I, I'm hearing a lot lately, and I feel in myself. People are feeling hatred stirred up, and they say, but that's not me. And I think this is, this is a part of our shadow work that we talked about last time, is, is owning our own capacity for darkness, our capacity for hatred. I could share a quick example with you uh, and myself, if you'd like to hear it. Yeah. I was looking on Facebook, and I don't have Facebook, but my wife does, so I admit that sometimes I sneak a peek. <laughs> and a, a member of my family posted something about some political figures on our current scene, and, and this meme was comparing the two of them. But it was all lies. The whole thing was lies, all the statistics, all the claims. Not, none of it was true. And as I read this, I, was, I just felt this hate welling up in my gut it was like this hot energy I yeah. could feel it moving yeah. and I hated the people who created this meme and I, I, I hated the lying yeah. and I hated the people who were disseminating it and my reaction was to, to open up an email and, uh, and and type out just how this is all lies and what are you doing and I'm embarrassed let that you posted this it. yeah let, let them have it <laughs> and then something in me said step back from that computer from that keyboard and just hang on a minute and it, it i had to cool down because i could feel the the raw hatred whipping up in there and uh but even though you cooled down you didn't get rid of it right i mean it was did you, you can't get rid of it yeah you can't get rid of it because we're we're human beings we're 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 embodied creatures and that's how we feel raw energies i mean hatred I guess we could put it this way, that it was given to us by the process of evolution because at some point in our, in our development, it served us. It helped us to protect our, our family and our tribe and whatever else. Right. And so we naturally still feel that and we, we cannot eradicate it. We well, and with this rise of tribalism, we're even really... We're back into all that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some, I read something today that said... Things are not getting worse. Things are getting uncovered. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So we're seeing this capacity that all of us have for for this darkness, and in the case that we're talking about hatred, it is being uncovered. And the interesting thing is, it's very difficult to study. Sociologists say that people don't want to acknowledge that they have hatred. Hmm. They say, "Oh, I'm not hateful. Well, that's not me. I'm not like that." And even when people come to me to talk about it, they say, oh, I'm beside myself. That's not me. But that's a part of the work that we have to do is recognizing that, that this is in us. 
and that it's something that's deeply rooted. There was a psychologist, his name is Hunter Beaumont, and he says that hatred is a movement of the soul that closes and eradicates sensitiveness to others. Wow, yeah. So it's a movement in, of the soul, meaning it's, it's deep within us. And it's, it's hard for us to recognize it, I think, because that, that's humiliating. You know, Do you think Jesus hated? I think that because he was human, he had the capacity in him, but he was able to, to transform it into something that was going to be, that was going to be uh, life-giving mm-hmm. and was going to be creative and was going to be a, a, a counterforce to the raw energy of hatred. I think last time we talked about forming contemplative communities of resistance. Mm-hmm. So we, we need to resist energies like hatred, but here's the paradox. In order to resist hatred in the world, we have to get in touch with our own hatred. Yeah. Isn't that confounding? Yeah. Well, and how do you do that? Yeah. And without just kind of getting into that hatred mode. I mean, how do you recognize it but not allow it to actually take over? Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, because we're dealing with these raw energies and we don't want to get burned up by them. And, and that, that's easy for that to happen. I mean, I think the first step is, is recognizing that we have the capacity in us, that I can be just as hateful and cruel as anybody else. Mm-hmm. To, uh, some, some wisdom I got from a friend of mine, he said, I know that there's a Nazi who lives inside of me. Hmm. And every once in a while, I have to go visit him. Mm. Which is to say, I know I recognize that that is in me too. Mm-hmm. That's step one, and actually a very important step because it's humbling, mm-hmm. and it puts us on the way to community, because mm-hmm. we recognize that we're no better than anybody else, and we struggle with that energy the same way everybody else does. Right. Right. Because if we're, you know. A lot of times you think, oh, they're so hateful. Look how hateful those people are. But yet, we all have it within us. So just recognizing it. Yeah. Yeah. And when we can recognize that, we, we can begin to hold it. And when I say hold it, I mean that we, when we feel it stirred up in us, the first thing we want to do is go project it out to somebody else. Yeah. You know, so hate, I mean, hate, hate looks for something to be pinned on. Yeah. That's why it, when it's, it's not recognized... When we can't name it, it, it polarizes, splits, projects. Uh, and the thing is, it can move into violence then. Yeah. It, it moves from, from a, a raw emotion to a projection and into violence. Mm-hmm. So the first thing is withdraw the projection. Now, here's the thing about that. It's making a distinction between the trigger and the energy itself. Does that make sense? The trigger and the energy itself. Mm -hmm. So something triggers us, but that's not what we hate. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, so when when I I could say there's a certain political figure that stirs up hatred in me. Okay, when I see his face on the screen, I feel it. Yeah. And I want to say, something inside me says, I hate him. Yeah. All right, so the first thing I do is I say, step back and say, whoa, I feel the energy... I'm not going to put it out on it. I'm going to hold it here. I'm going to hold this. And that's, that's hard. And well, so what are you holding? What are you holding? Well, I'm feeling it, and I'm not going to react. I'm not going to, I'm not going to have a, a gut reaction in word or deed 
But are you still projecting it on that person? No, does it I, still involve I, that I, person, or I, is it just is it has it been dissected from the person? I don't itself? put it on the person, and that that's hard. I, and it doesn't mean that the person isn't doing something wrong or harmful, but I step I withdraw the 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 irrational, instinctual uh, hatred feeling, and I say I almost have to say out loud, you know what? No, I, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to respond that way. I'm not going to hate him because it's not him; it's a larger energy that's been unleashed among us. Yeah, and that's what it is. Yeah. It's it's not he, this individual may be the avatar of it. But I'm not going to project it. I'm going to sit here and hold it. And that's scary because then, you, then I say to myself, well, what, what's it going to do to me? Well, right, because then <laughs> if you're holding on to the hate and you don't have some sort of release for it, then, it, mm-hmm. then and I, well, I guess there should, there, we should say, or maybe you can explain, there's a difference between holding it and repressing it, right? Right, yeah. I think the, the thing about holding it is this. We, we can't do this alone. We, we do this in a contemplative space with other people. So, for example, here you and I are, we're talking about this. Right. We don't sit quietly in isolation with these really powerful emotions that we don't know what to do with and hope that it's going to go away. And I don't think that we can say, especially as Christians, we want to say, I feel hate God, fill me with love. Take away all the hate because mm. I'm supposed to love my enemies. Well... God's not going to just intervene and take away the emotion and loving our enemies doesn't come from our willpower that's a grace that that we need to create a space for so when when we can come together like this you and I we talk about this we sit with it in contemplative silence and we we sit with it in that silence with God Mm. and say this is the energy I'm holding now Mm -hmm. and that takes time and it's not easy because hate wants to just get out. Shadow wants to get out mm-hmm. and, and be pinned on somebody else. Mm-hmm. So this is very counter-cultural to try right. to do this. But, you, you know, I mean, there's so many injustices in the world. How can we... It has to get out some ways, right? We do hate. I mean, That's we, right. I mean, there are things that I really, truly hate about the human system, about, yep. you know, and... Um, and I'm glad that we're talking about it, and I can hold it, but I also feel like, okay, I've got to do something. That's right. I kind of feel like, with, just thinking back with Jesus, is, you know, kind of the the way in which the money changers were disgracing, mm-hmm. you know, God's temple, and he just hated the idea of, like, what was happening there, and he threw over the tables and everything else. So there's a part of us that really, that yeah. human part, that just wants to say, that wants to affect change that's right in a positive way mm-hmm. you know and that's that energy when we hold it in contemplative space can be cleansed and perfected and we I'm convinced and this is a matter of faith and trust we will be led into what is going to be the right action what's the how do we want to channel that and part of that is us we say when we're sitting there holding this this hot raw energy we say, what's my deepest desire? I want to see social change. Hmm. I yeah. want yeah. I want to know myself better. I want deeper union with God. So what do we want to channel that energy into something? And then in the in the longevity of just waiting, a process of transformation happens, and now we can use that 
energy to motivate us to do those things, yeah, whatever yeah. it is. But that, that takes work on our part. And, and the, the, another paradox of this is we do have to go back to that well. That's where we're going to get the energy to do this. Yeah. We, we have to go visit the inner Nazi every once in a while. Yeah. And we have to do that work of, of letting God transform this energy. Um, Don Bisson, who's a, he's a Jungian psychologist and a Marist brother, he shared an observation with me about, about when hate, the energy of hate is transformed, what it can help us to do. He says, hate as an energy can move us to destroy outmoded habits, prejudices, and neurotic blocks, and things which have blinded us. Opening the places in us where things are not always clear, where we cannot see the truth, where we are blind. Compassion can be born from this holding. Wow. And I think, and from that, that, in that holding, and that compassion that's born there, that's where the grace to love our enemies comes from. Hmm. So you see, that comes from God, not from willpower. I cannot will myself to love my enemies. But if I can open a space inside of me, God will give me that grace. Yeah. I, I think that's what that is. But it requires this really humiliating uh, uh, task of saying, I can't do this, I can't integrate this, this darkness on my own. I, I need God's help. Right. And, it, and I'm willing to be patient right. for that to happen. Yeah, holding it must be, holding it is the hardest part. But yet that's when God is closest to you when you're yeah. holding it. Yeah. So I think this is one of the major tasks for our churches in this time, is to help people to have this, to create the, this container where they can do this work of holding this energy, where they know that they're in solidarity with other people, they're not alone and they're given the tools and the rituals and everything that our tradition can offer to help people do this work because we see what happens when it's not held and not transformed right right it just bleeds out all over the place right and everyone's a victim i mean everyone that's right right yeah yeah well this is great so holding the shadow holding the hatred i guess and um and trans- letting it be transformed. Surrendering, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah so surrendering and trusting that the grace of God can do this in us. Right. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Brian. Thank you. Till next time. <laughs>